Is it Sunday yet? Almost. Welcome into the Almost Sunday Fantasy Football Podcast. I'm Derek, joined by Joe Mason today. Joe Belner couldn't make it. It is the off season after all. People are making plans, but we push on. The two of us will be chatting about playoff football. We are going to talk about some fantasy football, obviously. And then we're going to go over the spreads from last week that Joe and Joe worked on. And uh, we're just going to be chatting football. It is the off season. It's dynasty off season. We're still excited to talk about fantasy football. And Joe, believe it or not, I still have a league that is going. Really? The championship matchup, I was winning by a ton, but my opponent had Diggs, Higgins, McPherson, and Mixon still left to go, and I was up by, I think, 95 points or something. After some discussion, it was determined that if Buffalo and Cincinnati played again in the playoffs, we would count that production towards the championship matchup if they if they didn't match up i would just win and they would just get zeros so so they're playing this week so my fantasy championship from week 17 is actually in play this weekend in the buffalo cincinnati game interesting wow i don't know how i feel about that but i think it's i think it'll be fun because you got fantasy implications during a playoff game right yeah and um i mean I'm pretty confident that I'm going to win because <laughs> I have like a 90-something point lead. The yeah. math, the scoring is kind of wonky where it's a point for every 20 yards, not 10. It's full PPR, and you get three bonus points at 100 yards. And so the path to victory for my opponent is pretty narrow because if you look mm. at the averages, it's it's like – the 15 range for like digs and Higgins is like 12 or 13. Same thing with Mixon with that giant game even. And then McPherson's like eight. So they all need to score like 25 plus or they, or the, the position players need like 30 plus each. And then McPherson has like 10. The likelihood of that happening. It's pretty unlikely. Yes. Yeah. yeah. It's not impossible, but it is unlikely. And I'll take unlikely. Because I would like to win my championship, obviously. Mm-hmm. So we'll see how it goes. But um, talk to me about last week. You went over your Super Bowl picks. Uh, how did you make out with the spreads? Yeah, so all our Super Bowl picks are still alive, obviously, because you guys picked two teams on by. I picked 49ers. They won. But Joe and I had a rough time with the point spreads. Um, I was four for – I was – Sorry, I was uh, successful in picking all the correct uh, winners of the games, but I went two for six on the point spreads. Joe was three for six. Um, interesting fact, five of the underdogs won um, or, or covered. covered. So that was covered, yeah. Um, yeah. So that's, that's pretty interesting. Only one to cover uh, that was a favorite was the 49ers, uh, nine and a half. But... Uh, the only ones I got right were the the Jaguars at plus two and the Giants at plus three. I got all of the, all the other four games wrong, and Beldner got um, both games right that I said, but he also got the Cowboys correctly in beating Tampa Bay. So 
hoping to improve this week. Me and Derek are going to take a stab at it with the four games uh, for divisional for the divisional round. But man, what a wild card weekend! I yeah. thought all the games were really entertaining. Um, yeah, it was great. And I mean, anyone who took Jaguars plus two was not pleased <laughs> for the majority of that game. Yeah, I know. Wow. <laughs> Did you see about that guy who took a million, $1.4 million yes. bet on the Chargers? And it was only to win like 30, 34K or it was, something? It was Stupid. 11. Oh my. It what was to net $11,000. And he oh. lost $1.4 million. That dude That's was just trying worst. to like win a bar tab or something. Worst bad beat ever. Oh my gosh. I just, Yikes. I mean, if I'm that guy, I'm like hitting the talk shows or something. I don't. I feel like he's still anonymous. I don't know if he came out and like publicized himself, but you got to make that money back somehow, appearances or something. That's major yikes! Oh man. <laughs> I mean, I wonder what his financial situation was before that. Yeah. I hope. I hope that wasn't. I don't want to like financially ruin anybody, so I'm hoping that he was well off enough where 1.4 million is just a a drip in the bucket. But good for that guy. Yeah, if that's the case. <laughs> Derek, what was your what was your favorite game uh, from this past weekend? Well, to be very honest, I was quite sick this past weekend, and so I don't think I really watched a game from start to finish. I just tuned in here and there. Um, but my favorite game, hmm, I mean, I I live in Cincinnati, and so I was pretty excited. Like I'm kind of a new Cincinnati Bengals fan. It helps that they're good now. And also I always tell people like I can root for Cincinnati sports, even though I'm a, a huge Philly fan because all the Cincinnati sports are very non-threatening. Like there's no rivalry between Cincinnati and Philadelphia. Like the Reds are irrelevant. There's no basketball team. There's no hockey team. And then the football team we play like once every four years or something or eight. Mm -hmm. uh, so I was pretty excited. I, I enjoyed the Cincinnati game. It was a lot closer than I w thought it was going to be. And uh, I kind of looked away for a moment when the Ravens had first and goal. I think I went and showered. I came out, and the Bengals were up seven, and the Ravens had the ball again. And I was like, okay, what was this? <laughs> so I missed that 98-yard touchdown. Uh, but in general, I think the best game was definitely the Chargers and Jaguars. That 27-point comeback was incredible. Uh, I mean, I was texting Joe Beldner. I was like, uh, what is it? Freezing cold takes is just queuing up all all those Jacksonville <laughs> bad takes, all those Chargers takes, ready to fire them up. And that was like right as the, the Jaguars were lining up for the field goal. And I was like, this is going to be a field day. Yeah, I saw... How can you blame people? The game was, it was a blowout. Yeah, I... Uh... I think I saw someone someone put out that the the Chargers actually threw the ball more than they like and out of their total plays after they were up 27 nothing they threw the ball more than they ran it like which makes zero sense like Right, I don't even think Eckler had 50 yards rushing. Yeah. Cuz I took just, an over in like a parlay of Eckler over 50 yards and it didn't hit. Yeah. That's that's on the coaching in my opinion. I don't know and why they fired him. I don't know why they still have Brandon Staley as coach. It's just, yeah. What a what a meteoric rise and fall that has been. Yep. Everyone couldn't get enough of Brandon Staley when he was first on the scene. 
They're like, he's a genius. He's going for it on fourth down. He's doing so so many good things. And now it's like, get him out of there. <laughs> that's wild. Hopefully my, that's my, not the Nick Sirianni story next year. Yeah, my, my favorite game is probably the Giants at the Vikings. It was just high scoring. Man, Daniel Jones looked really good. So that was just – I have a couple dynasty shares of him, so I was happy to see him play really well. But, you know, your Eagles are going to have a tough matchup next week. That front line of the Giants is really two tough. Days. Not even yeah. next week. Two days from now. Yeah, two days. They play yeah. on Saturday, um, the Saturday we'll night game. But, yeah, that, that'll be a good game. I'll be tuning in for that game for sure. So do you want to get you want to get into it? Let's talk about some games this weekend. Yeah, first up uh, on Saturday we got Kansas City hosting Jacksonville, and Kansas City's favored by eight and a half points. And you probably got to be crazy to pick Jacksonville, right? But I'm going to pick Jacksonville with plus eight and a half. I still think Kansas City's going to win, but I think Jacksonville's going to keep it. They've just been playing really well. Their defense has been good. Wouldn't surprise me to see Kansas City get off to a slow start in this game. But I'm taking Jacksonville plus eight and a half, Derek. Uh, yeah, I'm going to take Kansas City, even minus the points. Oh, yeah. Because I could very easily see them winning by over 10. The eight and a half is kind of a weird number because mm-hmm. it's just like in no man's land of like actual football scores. Yeah. It's not like a touchdown. It's not a touchdown and a field goal. It's just kind of in between, just hanging out there. So I, I see... I mean, it's not a bad line, but like, I see more scenarios than not where Kansas City wins by a touchdown and a field goal at least. Yeah, and, and you know Doug Peterson; he's not afraid yeah. to like switch it up or call a trick play, you know? right? Like, but he's also facing Andy Reid, mm-hmm. and um, I mean, limited sample size. I don't think the Eagles ever beat the Chiefs. I, even their Super Bowl season, that was their first loss, was against Kansas City. So, I don't know if Doug Peterson has it in him to beat his old uh, mentor, Andy Reid. We shall see. Kansas City is obviously the better team in general. Any team with Patrick Holmes, that's going to be the case. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's exciting to see what Trevor Lawrence can do in his second year, making the playoffs, making a little bit of some noise in the playoffs. But I just the, the run's going to end here. I don't think they're close. I'm obviously taking Kansas City to win the game, and I'll take them minus eight and a half too. Sometimes I think the the extra week off could do some harm, if especially if you're in a rhythm. So, you know, we'll see. I mean, Andy Reid's one of the best coaches in the league. He'll keep KC as fresh as possible. But yeah, just sometimes, you know, when teams have been playing back to back to back games for a long period of time, they just they just come out hot and are ready to play. So yeah, we'll I mean, see what I, happens. Now that fantasy football is over, I'm definitely a lot less in tune with all the injuries across the league. But is Kansas City getting any players back? Like, is, cool. is Hardman coming back? No, I think he's no. out. What about CEH? They activated him off IR this week, but okay. I don't know if he'll be active for the game. Um, yeah, that's a good. that's a good point. You got Tony with the random trick plays that they can do with him. Some ring around the rosy action. <laughs> yeah, CEH is uh, activated off IR, but he might be inactive this weekend, it looks like. Okay. So, 
I mean, over like Ronald Jones is going to be active over him. Probably. Maybe he's not 100% yet. Maybe yeah. he's like 90% back. They're just going to give him one more week to rest up. We'll see. All right. That's so. Is that a sat? Is that the Saturday afternoon game? It is, and Philly and New gotcha. York play the two uh, Saturday evening. Play Saturday. Mm-hmm. All right. So my birds, I see it on the show doc. But tell me what you're thinking. Yeah, I think it's similar to the the Kansas City, uh, you know, situation where Philly's had a week off, and just to be clear, Philly's favored by seven and a half, hosting the New York Giants on Saturday evening. And I'm going with New York. Uh, kind of a similar reason. At least I'm picking New York for the spread, seven and a half. Still think Philly's okay. going to win this game. But I... That's what I was wondering. Yeah. You know, I just think New York's playing really well. Brian Dable seems like, you know, him and him or Kyle Shanahan, I think, should win coach of the year. And Dable's just really impressed me to upset, like, the three-seed Vikings last week. Just making really good... He looks like a really great leader in the locker room. Just, I don't know, making really good offensive decisions. I mean, Daniel Jones was one of the, the league leaders in turnovers every year, and he's finally had a solid year. And I really believe he's taken a step up, and that's mainly because of Brian Dable as the head coach. So I think the Giants' division games, when you play a team a third time, just like the Niners and, and Seattle last week where it was really, really close for the first Until half, it and then the Niners – Blew, blew it out of the water but yeah the Giants are going to have to score some points to to keep close with Philly and they have a great defense but that Giants front you know defensive line is going to cause some problems with Dexter Lawrence, Thibodeau and um, I forget the other guy at a USC um, he's big offensive lineman as well but yeah so I'm picking New York what about you Derek I'm guessing Philly I mean, I'm taking Philly to win the game. Again, this is it is a little bit tough, that line. I mean, they won by six last week or two weeks ago in week 18 against the backups for the Giants. Um, but, I mean, you look back at week, was it 13? And the Eagles won 48-22. to 22, And they just destroyed, they dismantled the Giants. What, what week was that? It was week 13. 13? Yep. Or uh, week 14, because it was after the bye. Uh, and, I mean, by all indications, like, at every facet of the game, they crushed them. And um, I'm hoping, obviously, as a biased Eagles fan, that's the case this week. It wasn't as confidence-inducing in week 18 with the 22-16 to victory. But you just have to win. And, I mean, it looked ugly, and they still almost covered the spread that they're giving them this week in the playoff game at home on primetime. The energy is going to be high. Uh, the Eagles are getting Lane Johnson back, and I think that's one of the biggest things is that he was a full participant in practice. That dude is an absolute beast. He had the groin injury that he missed the last bits of the, uh, the season with. And it definitely impacted the offensive line for the Eagles. And getting him back is going to be crucial. The Giants, look at them on paper. They have no business being in this game. Their wide receivers are Richie James, Darius Slayton, and Isaiah Hodgins. And Hodgins was, like, banged up even going into that game. I don't know if you saw his ankle. I did. And so, like, I mean, you got Kenny Galladay, who scored in Week 18. 
But the biggest X factor to me is if the Eagles can contain Daniel Jones' rushing um, because they're not going to be able to pass it deep down the field and, and really kill it in that aspect. The Eagles are missing Avante Maddox at slot corner. That is a big loss. But they set a team record for sacks this season. In week 14, they sacked Daniel Jones four times. And then when they put Tyrod Taylor in, they sacked him three more times. They fly around. They get sacks. And like I said, the crucial measure of this game is going to be when Daniel Jones breaks contain, can they chase him down before he gets like six-yard rushes for extending the drives on third down? Mm-hmm. And... um I think they'll be able to do it, and I think that the Eagles comfortably win this game. And if they don't, then they it's a disappointment because they have no business not cruising mm-hmm. to victory in this game. They're 14-3. and three. They lost once with Jalen Hurts as the quarterback. If they can't beat the Giants three times, it's a failed season. <laughs> yeah, and they got MVP Hurts, most likely MVP Hurts. Um, you, think, you think Hurts is going to win MVP? I think he I proved think he was most to. valuable because without him they lost two yeah. games. I still so, think they're going to give it to Mahomes, and they, and they and they might, you know. I Mahomes is still a great pick, but I think he really proved how important Hurts was when he didn't play for two weeks. You know, um, right. yeah, that should that should be a, those are good games on Saturday. That'll be entertaining. Uh, what do we got? The next game, man, the one that I was talking about earlier, Buffalo. And Cincinnati at Buffalo. Buffalo's favored by five and a half. How do you feel about that line there? I actually was thinking it'd be closer to like three, to be honest with you. But Cincinnati is a little banged up with their off <coughs> offensive line. And I'm curious what the weather is going to be like in Buffalo this weekend. It There's a 50% chance of snow on Sunday actually so but it looks like it's going to be 30 to 36 it probably will just be you know some quick melting snow i mean we're not talking about the miami dolphins here the cincinnati's not like they play outside it's not oh yeah it's it's been weirdly warm in ohio this winter but Mm -hmm. in general it's not like some fair weather team flying to buffalo to play in the elements they've they're used to it at this point yeah, um, but yeah, I think that that line is not close enough. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if it was three points, I think I would take Buffalo, but I'm rolling with Cincinnati at the plus five and a half. I actually think Cincinnati's going to win this game and upset Buffalo at home. Uh, so I'm pulling for for Cincinnati this week. Man, that would be pretty sweet. But I also, I mean, it's hard not to root for Buffalo too. You got the Demar Hamlin storyline. I'm I'm wishing the best for that guy. And then, I mean, Josh Allen's pretty likable. That team in general is likable. They haven't reached the pinnacle where they become the team that everyone roots against, like the Kansas City Chiefs became the last couple of years. But, I, I mean, ah, straight up, I think Buffalo wins. They got to. I mean, they, I feel like they have a lot more riding on it. The Bengals made the Super Bowl last year against odds. Buffalo has been on the precipice of making it for multiple years. And this is the year that they need to do it. Unfortunately, Josh Allen's been vulnerable. 
He did not look great last week. Although neither did the Bengals. So Yeah. It's that... interesting to see that these teams are not like coming into this matchup firing all on all cylinders. They kinda sneaked snuck by both of them in their matchups against very inferior opponents. Yeah, and that was kind of my my reason for picking Cincinnati is that I just didn't like what I saw from Josh Allen. Like I'm sure he'll he'll probably bounce back, but yeah, it, it was just you know, it's a little bit a little bit careless and with, with the ball and but uh yeah, this should be this should honestly should be the best game of the weekend right here, Buffalo and Cincinnati. I think it'll be high scoring. It's funny cuz it's not the highest over under. The Eagles game is higher. Is it? Yeah. Oh no no the um the Chiefs Jaguars is higher. It's one point more than the uh, Eagles Giants one. But that's the Buffalo Cincinnati game. Now let's talk about your squad. All right, the Niners. They're hosting the Dallas Cowboys. I'll be honest, I was pulling for the Vikings to win because I would much rather play the Vikings. But Niners are are favored by three and a half. I'm going with the Niners. I. I respect the Dallas Cowboys. I think they're a good team, but I don't see them scoring more than, I don't know, 21 points in this game. And the Niners have been scoring over 30, 33 points with Brock Purdy the past, you know, I don't know how many games has it been eight games. So that's almost half a season right there of, of, of Brock Purdy. And he's just making really good plays He's he's showing his quick acceleration and mobility out of the pocket. So I'm really excited for this game. I am not going though because the tickets are six hundred dollars for standing room only. <laughs> That's outrageous. So for but, a divisional round matchup, I yeah. guess it. Hmm. If the Giants win, then the Ford Niners would get the home field advantage for the NFC Championship. Yep. But it would. if the if the Eagles win, then. This is the last regular season game. I mean, the last game of the season for the 49ers at home. Man, I'm just like, what does Brock Purdy have to do to make me believe in him? <laughs> because I still don't. Yeah, that's fine. Like, I mean, he hasn't lost, small... <laughs> and I still don't believe in him. I would continue to bet against him. So I am always, because I've been doing Dynasty for a while, and everybody, you know, I'm a firm believer that you need an offseason where defenses can study your film and you still perform at a high level and make your own adjustments is what. So for me to be like 100%, like Brock Purdy's really good, I need him to perform well next season if he's the starting quarterback for the 49ers. After like a Jalen Hurts situation. Him. Yeah. I mean, like, going into this season, there were still a lot of question marks about Jalen Hurts. Mm-hmm. He was no sure thing. They got to the playoffs last year, but, I mean, they got killed by the Buccaneers in the first round. So, yeah. Yeah. So you want to see him, even as a 49ers fan, you want to see more from him before you put your eggs in that basket. Yeah, and I honestly, at this point in time, Jimmy Garoppolo is probably going somewhere else. Maybe the Jets, maybe the Raiders. He's got some options. They're in need of a quarterback. And I think Purdy has 
earned himself the starting job for next year, regardless if Lance is healthy or not. <laughs> oh, man. Trey Lance, what is he thinking right now? Yeah. And we can't I – mean, I see people on Twitter like, oh, they should trade him. It, it will create $10 million of dead cap if we trade him. We can't. We should not trade. Trey but Lance. for how – I mean, but the thing is, if you trade Trey Lance and you've got a, the seventh-round quarterback – you can make an all-star team around him, and that is they already did. Yeah, they, you got uh, Trent. You got the left tackle, check. The running back, check. Tight end, check. Two wide receivers that are good, check. They got the that guy on defense flying around. What is his name? Starts with Fred Warner. No, the safety. Oh, uh, Hufanga. Hufanga, yeah. They got the yeah. safety. They got the linebacker. They got Bosa on the line. You could inc- like you could improve that with the money you're saving by having a seventh round quarterback. So right now, Trey Lance, his cap hits nine million. If he is traded or cut, his cap hit becomes twenty million. But for you, one year, right? You lose. Uh, it's a ten million dollar cap hit next year too in twenty twenty four. So you trade him, woof. So I do not. I don't understand that stuff. Yeah, it's it's very, it's very it weird. Penalizes guys teams for getting rid of first round picks. Is That's because his his contract is fully guaranteed. That's why. So he signed for thirty four million over four years. Why doesn't Based, it go to the other team though? I mean, it could be negotiated in yeah. the in the trade where like the they could forego cap and and they would cover it. This so, is funny because Brock Purdy's already done more than Trey Lance has ever done. And in college know, or the bros, pretty much. Well, Purdy was a starter at Iowa State for four years. So he, he played yeah. with uh, Brees Hall. They were teammates at Iowa State. And, you know, I think that's why he's been able to adapt so well as he's played starting quarterback for four years. Trey mm-hmm. Lance had one year in college and then missed because of COVID, I'm pretty sure. They didn't play. And he's had two starts in his first year. And then a start, two starts in his second year. And the, I give him the first game was a monsoon against the Bears. And, you know, we didn't really get to see him. I still think he's good. I still think he deserves a chance, but I think Brock's still in the spotlight so far. Who won that game? Which they one? lost to the Bears. We lost to the Bears. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I know. Oh, my God. Their, le- their losses are brutal. I mean, they won like what ten the in a row. We season? lost to. They yeah. lost to the Broncos, the Bears, the, the Falcons. Falcons, and then the Chiefs. I know those are it's bad losses. Pretty wild. Everyone hates on the Eagles for their easy schedule, but I'm pretty sure that the 49ers by the end of the year had an, a lower win percentage of opponents, thanks to uh, the NFC West. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> All right. So those are our picks. So you took do you you took San Francisco minus the points still, right? Yeah, you take it as well. I'm gonna do the same well. thing. Yep. Cool. I can't bet on the Dallas Cowboys. Are you kidding? Talk about yeah. the media circus that that would be though if it was Eagles against the Cowboys in the NFC Championship. Mm-hmm. I know. I still think I mean, SF and Philly would be line. pretty awesome. Hey, I'm probably going to go to the Philly game next year because we play at Philly. The Niners do. Yeah. Not the I, I probably won't go to the NFC Championship, but if they make it there, 
but next year I'm, I you haven't been to Philly, Philly yet. Yeah. I want to go, you know, let's do the okay. Rocky statue, go get a Philly cheesesteak, you know, all that good stuff. There you go. So what do you want to talk about fantasy wise? We've got dynasty kicking into full gear. I see everyone posting their rookie rankings and such falling over themselves about B. John Robinson. But I did see, I saw an interesting point from multiple people that they're like, there's going to be a lot of bad teams with B. John Robinson next year that don't need him. I did like, see that as well. Um, how do you feel about that statement? I mean, it, is it probably true? Sure. I'm sure there's some teams that, you know, um, have the one-on-one because their team wasn't good, right? So now they're going to get Bijan and, you know, it kind of depends. I, I have seen, so I'll be real. I have seen teams go from worst to first. Like it's happened a several times in some of the leagues I'm in. Um, shout out to my neighbor, Greg. He, one of our first dynasty startups, he picked the worst team, but he picked some guys that were sleepers like Aaron Jones um, you know, some other people, but he had the one one the following year and he was able to take it and win it all the next year. So, but that one one do you know who you picked? It was the year before. No, I can't remember. I guess it doesn't matter. Yeah. I wanted to ask, though, um, timeline question. Mm-hmm. Everyone is assuming, barring some freak thing, that B. John Robinson's the very obvious 101 in drafts. Yep. Do you think, knowing that information, that the 101 is more valuable now? Or will B. John Robinson be more valuable in like late August? It's it's probably. I guess we no. don't know where he's going either now, so I, me personally, I think that the one hundred and one, as we sit here today, is more valuable than when you have Bijan Robinson on your team. Because if you're trading the one hundred and one right now, it's the absolute peak value of what Bijan Robinson could be, but say he gets picked by like, the Titans. His value is going down for the first year. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, Think about Brees Hall. Like, Brees Hall was like, oh, we're going to pick him. And he went on the Jets, and that was good draft capital. And he turned out to be really good until he got hurt. But I don't think everyone was really thrilled about his location. Excuse me. Yeah, like, a lot could happen. Like, I know people weren't thrilled about Brees Hall, but he was a clear, like, cut tier above everybody else and I still feel like that with Bijan so even if he goes to Tennessee like I'm still taking him with the first pick like Derrick Henry can't do this forever like no that's what I'm saying you still take him with the first pick but people's willingness to trade for him and give you more assets I think will go down a little bit than what we have with the 101 in our pocket right now Mm -hmm. you haven't thought about this Yeah, I haven't. How many one ones do you have? Do you have any? I think I have. Because I got none. 
I mean, I'm not in a lot of dynasty leagues. I think I have three, and one of them I did a one year tank. It was a startup, so I traded for everyone's like 2023 first and 2024 first, and I actually ended up with Kyle Pitts, Garrett Wilson, and Traylon Burks. So I have a core, and now I'm gonna add Bijan and probably Bryce Young and CJ Stroud to my rock because I have the first three picks. Um, and the first three picks, I think I have. I'll, I'll read it to you. So like I also I told you, like I I tanked in the free one that I'm in with 16 teams, and yeah, I got my team is complete trash, and I still couldn't even manage to get the first pick. So I have the 101, the 102, the 103, the 111, the 112. I have the 201, the 202, the 203, the 204, the 207, the 208, the 212. You and don't then, even have roster spots for that many people. I honestly, my team is – all I have that has value is Daniel Jones, Garrett Wilson, Traylon Burks, Kyle Pitts, maybe Desmond Ritter, maybe Sam Howell, Jameis Winston, um, Isaiah Hodgins. But a lot of roster spots open. And then I also have three extra 24 firsts. And two of the guys first I have were the second and fourth pick in the draft this year, meaning they don't even have their first the next two years to help their team get better. Um, Dang. I think the biggest obstacle for me this offseason is going to be not joining more startups. (laughs) Yeah, no, it, it's tough because honestly, someone threw a startup league in one of my leagues and I was like, oh yeah, I'll check it out. And I was like, wait, I could see this going one of two ways. Either I really enjoy it or it's good for a year and then people start leaving or I'm yeah. like, I can't. You know. Well, that was like the one that I sent to you guys where it's like a triple draft every year. You got the best ball league every year to determine the rookie draft order. You've got the bench, you got a regular startup, and then it's only keep a starting lineup. Mm. So after the first year, you cut all your bench guys and you have to have a supplemental bench draft before the season. And I'm like, I want to play that so bad, but it is January 19th. <laughs> so, so I have, I, I have I don't four to commit to this. I have four 101s and three of them, my teams were the worst, but one of them I traded for it. And I was like the seventh or eighth place team that had some injuries. But so I, I've got someone else's 101, which is a great feeling, honestly. Yeah. 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 What did I do? Oh, shoot. In that league where I, I'm tanking, I traded. What did I, I traded a second or. Um, I got Dak Prescott, which I'm pretty psyched about in a 16-team league because they had Jalen Hurts. And so I was like, let's do it. Let's get it done. And I think I got him for a pretty solid deal. Let's see. I traded my second plus Donovan Peoples-Jones plus Isaiah Pacheco for Dak Prescott. Oh, yeah. That's super flex? No, it's, it's, it's one QB, but... My QBs were my QBs going into the season were Tom Brady and Kenny Pickett. Okay. Yeah. And, and I, 16 and now, man, there's not just quarterbacks no. on the waiver wire. So and yeah. now going into the draft and next season, 
my quarterbacks are Dak Prescott, Tyler Huntley, which his value's down now, but uh, <laughs> Kenny Pickett still, and Jared Goff. So I think I think I think that's a win. Yeah, I would I would say so. And I picked up like in trades, I got Kadarius Tony, as like as all these like speculative things like Isaiah, Isaiah Likely. I got I picked up Daniel Bellinger off waivers. Um, I traded for John Mechie, Wandel, uh, Rondell Moore. I already had Wandell Robinson. I traded for Sky Moore. I traded for. I mean that I think that's it, but. I have four firsts, so I'm excited. That that's what I'm living vicariously through of the excitement of the first round that I don't get to experience in our dynasty. See, isn't it fun though when you got those <laughs> I got firsts? Like, I got nothing in that one. You're just like, I can't wait for the rookie draft. Like, let's yeah. go. Yeah. yeah, I'm excited to dive into that. Um, but shoot, I don't think I think they have the draft wrong because I think it's still saying that I have a second round pick. And I most certainly do not. Probably trade it for Dak. Should I, should I not say anything? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'll tell somebody. I don't know. It's, it's for it's for no money. We'll yeah. see if somebody notices. I'll just keep that. Not, I'll I'll just keep that two oh three to myself. Right. I'll get Dak Prescott for Pacheco and uh, Donovan Peoples Jones. That's it. Oh man. All right. I don't know if you have anything else to talk about because I'm a bit. I'm a bit uh, dried up when it ter- in terms of talking points. No, but if, if anybody listening has any suggestions, you know, feel free to hit one of us up on Twitter. Joe Beldner's probably got the most followers. He's always a good one to to hit a, hit up with a DM or a, He just or dropped an article at. as well. He did. The player profiler, 100 facts from the season. Check it out. And uh, – I I'm sure down the line in a little bit we'll do some startup mocks because that'll just be fun. I, I agree. We'll get some people to join, and um, I'm ready for some playoff football this weekend. It's kind of nice to have a break from fantasy football, and just get to watch the games. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm with you. It's nice not having to worry about like I need this guy to get a catch and I need him to get you know X amount of yards. It's just like, yeah. yeah. Instead, it turns into player props though. Right. Because Ohio, I just like, I got all that promotional stuff from FanDuel. And so it's just like play money. I haven't spent anything. <laughs> and I just get to put like $5 bets down just for fun. Because they just like give away like, oh, this is, oh, instead of a negative 10,000 for Joe Burrow to like throw for a yard, now it's plus 100. <laughs> As you just don't, it's like max bet $25. And I'm like, okay, I'll take a free $25. Yeah, we uh, we tried to vote that in to approve gambling in California. It did not win, unfortunately. We had, I had some friends pretty disappointed, but it's so wonky. Like in Ohio, you can't do the over unders on underdog, but you can now bet on stuff. You can't do the sleeper teams or squads or whatever that sleeper hmm. offers where you use real money. But you can bet. <laughs> yeah, see, we can do we can do the sleeper, like over unders. Yeah, um, yeah, we can't. Because I, I think know. when they legalize gambling, they want you to go to the casino there to do it, or like you're doing it on FanDuel or whatever, right? So yeah, yep. It's all backwards. What was it? <laughs> I, th- I it was like um, something about Indiana. 
or a, a guy in an alumni, the alumni listener league chat talking about like, it doesn't make any sense. I can't bet on a game, but I can do this. And I can't remember what this was, but it was like very contradictory. <laughs> oh yeah. All right. But let's get the show on the road. We'll say goodbye. Good luck to all your teams. If you got playoff squads still in it and uh, good luck on some playoff DFS. If you're, if you're, if you're uh, doing that and we'll, we'll see you next week. This has been the Almost Sunday Fantasy Football Podcast, and we miss you, Joe Beldner.